morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome down. Okay. So how do we turn this on? Oh, did I go too far? On is the middle. Oh. I think the on is the middle, isn't it? Do you want to test it? Oh, all the way up. All the way up. Okay. Okay, so the low battery is, the signal is a low battery. Well, you go ahead and we'll, we'll at some point. Okay. Between the, is this okay? Yeah, Friday night, uh, well, Sid extended the invitation to me, and okay, well, Friday night, thought that was it. Saturday morning, woke up, said, can't think of a better way to spend the day, so I'll see you yesterday. There are different approaches for different people because it depends on how perception is running for you. So whatever makes you believe that you are this man is what we start unravelling. That's one way to do it, is by seeing what's in front of you, that the perception of how things present is not accurate. The other way to do it is by placing your attention at home inside, not out anywhere at all, not unravelling who you think you are, but inside, and taking that jump off the cliff. So if you have the ability of, to, to, to kind of go behind all of it, then go deeper still, 
something once once the, the, the fear is transcended, because fear is usually the most potent emotion that the ego will use to keep the old status quo, to keep the matrix looking real. And once fear is transcended and it's like, hey, you know what, I've got to jump off the cliff, I've no option now. And you know you've no option, it's getting close to that, you know that you're just postponing something, but actually you're on the cliff edge, you know. And if you're ready to go, if that level of surrender, if you can sit with that in your belly and say, you know what, to hell with it, let's see what happens, what can happen, I'll just lose the idea about me having a life, me going someplace. And you will see, if you haven't seen already, that all of life actually wasn't going anywhere. It was just life happening. It wasn't building up to any crescendo. All the efforting was for nothing. It's going nowhere. It's just, it's just everything happens for itself. It's not actually a trajectory. Life isn't a trajectory leading to something. But the mind will put a goal in place, of course. That's how we like to think. And so seeing the futility of life reveals the beauty of life, the beauty of it. So there's a few shifts in perception. So I'm not sure what you've seen, how far you've gone in that, how much of the matrix is appearing as real still. And if you have the ability of going behind all of it, or if it's better that we spend time unraveling the idea that, that you are a man. about me and my field that there's a disconnect and uh, I, 
other spaces when there is no you? Does that happen in meditation, or is meditation confined to just stilling the mind? Is that what the practice is? It's just stilling the mind, or focusing on using DM technique. Okay. Okay. And at one point, uh, the first two years of the meditation practice, it, it got to the... I mean, my life was phenomenal. My life's been phenomenal, by the way. Father was a very hurtful man. My parents were very, uh, both educators. My mother was very much in her head. My father was the heart of the family. And I didn't realize or understand where he was coming from. And I know I had that heart. And it's just a question of how, how do I Why do you need to share it? Would it be alright if it wasn't on your path to share it? I'm sorry? Would it be alright if it wasn't on your path to share it? Yeah. So what's left undone in your life, in this life? What's your first name? Paul. Paul. Okay, in the Paul life, what's left undone? Waking up. Okay. Anything else? Oh. Okay, what if waking up wasn't to happen in this lifetime? So be it. It's, uh, but that's what I think that I'm here to do. You think that you're here to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You see? It's a thought. It's a thought. It's a thought. So can you drop that tough, th thought and be okay if it doesn't happen? Like really be okay if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Okay. Because attachment to waking up is the greatest thing to push it away. Okay. Consider it a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> really. I've been working on that too. Yeah, yeah. it's just a lottery. It's just, hey, you know, my name is on the hat. It can happen. I don't. Yeah. It's got to be that loose. You've got to be genuinely that free with it, not with a, yeah, 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 I don't mind if it doesn't happen, but really it would be great. It's like, that won't work. It won't work. You have to be totally authentic and honest with yourself. Okay. 
And then if, if waking up is taken away from you, uh, can the Paul character be purposeless? Can there be no reason for the incarnation at all? Yes. It's, I, I've been here. I mean, I've just experienced the pleasure of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, where did that pleasure of living register as an experience? Is it with you in the core of who you are, or did the Paul character register the experience of living? The Paul character. Okay. And who's that? Well, it's what I've created. Okay. And who's the one who's created that? God, all it is. Okay. And are you God? Absolutely. We all are. And why does God have to wake up? <laughs> I feel <laughs> doesn't. Correct. So then who wants to wake up? <laughs> But you're not the character, or are you the character? I'm still the character. Are you? Really? How do you know that? Tell me what tells you that. I'm in this body. Are you in the body? The body can touch itself and feel, and the message goes to the brain that there's something solid there, and we call it a body. That's just the organism sending messages about itself. You know? Okay. Put a bit of what you call that stuff, Novocaine, into your hand and, and you, you won't be able to feel the body. Does that mean that isn't there? You see, so it's all very much dependent on just the nervous system sending messages. Yeah. That... I guess that's one of the things that I've always thought that if I had a conscious out-of-body experience, other than um, uh, the red pill, so to speak, yeah. that I would discover the truth of who I am. And the Paul character would discover it? Yes, the Paul character would discover it. Okay. And I'm back here again. And, and are you the Paul character? How can you be God and the Paul character? How does this work? 
if God is all there is, I'm just a, a pea in the soup, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. Paul character is the pea in the soup. Uh -huh. In the pea soup. Okay. <laughs> and it's the Paul character that wants to know the rest of the suit. And can the Paul character drop that desire? He doesn't want to. Uh huh. Why not? Seems like he might have an investment in the idea of waking up is important or it's a thing that has to happen or I've dedicated my life to it or I'm interested yeah. to see what's the supporting argument that's keeping him attached to the idea of waking up. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that if the Paul character wakes up, he can have something to contribute to humankind. But he doesn't want to leave a trace. <laughs> that, was, that was before. <laughs> okay. There's, like I said, there's been a shift. Yes, okay. And he, he would like to leave, the Paul character would like to leave something of value or assist others in finding their own God self. Does the Paul character have to be awake in order to help others? The Paul character has seen a quote unquote a lot of false prophets. Mm. So that he feels that in order to step forth that he has to walk his own talk. And then the catch-22 is that the Paul character will, will see that he was nothing. He was only a figment of his own imagination. The Paul character can't actually wake up. The Paul character recognises that he's nothing. That he's just a figment of perception. So there isn't a Paul character post-awakening because the connection that's currently between what, you know, between thought and the Paul character, something thinks that it's the Paul character, the Paul character has to wake up, the Paul character can leave something behind. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see the Paul character is seen to be invalid and so all his beliefs fall away as well. Then the helping of others is a consequence of there being no Paul character. The Paul yeah. character won't be there to enjoy helping others. The personal enjoyment only happens while the Paul character is being believed to be you. Yeah. It's a bit of a trick, you know, it's a yeah. bit of a, a game that consciousness plays here. Huh? Mm -hmm. There is no you post-awakening. Okay. Got it. You see? Yeah. It's death. It's seeing that man alive, it was just a whole load of stories that I pulled together just to give myself 
a reason for being, a perspective on life, a viewpoint. Things to believe in, like meditation, like doing good, like coming from the heart. All of these coming together to create a persona that imagines itself to be real. So if we pull away all these things that glue, that are the glue for the Paul character, mm-hmm. he might be able to drop the desires, the ideas that he has about post-awakening, because they're not true. It's not actually how it works. And if he's to surrender the whole idea of awakening and realize that the post-awakening ideals are just in his own imagination, they're just to keep the I story going. Okay. Do you see? All of it has to be surrendered. All of it. There's no going back. Can't carry a little bit post-awakening in order to prove that there's somebody out there who walks the talk, so it's okay for humankind to be able to trust. It's very noble, but it's keeping the Ike story alive. a little bit of weeding to do there, you see? I'm sorry? You have a little bit of weeding to do. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the ideas, all the goals, all the judgment about false prophets and true prophets. Yep, it's all out there. It's all out there, for sure. At the end of the day, you know who to trust? Yourself. Your own inner gut. Develop discernment, develop self-honesty. That's what you got to answer to, your own mm. urge of what to trust, what not to trust. If you trust a false guru, you're going to learn something. Mm. And let that be worth it too. Okay. You see? And a lot of people do learn by like following something inauthentic for years and years and years. And the learning, the maturity that comes out of it, it's fantastic. You know? So there's a place for that too. Maybe the world doesn't need you. It's got a long way out so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It gets along fine without us, but we seem to have this sense of a purpose. It's like the rational mind wants to rationalize everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it can be a real sticky one because it will give a little hidden purpose to the eye, to give it a little desire to keep going, you know? And it's like, hold on, that's just a setup to keep you plugged into this matrix. You were never the Paul character. You are not Paul. You are not Paul. You are not Paul. That's all that needs to be seen. Good morning.
<laughs> you sound a bit croaky today. <laughs> I was trying to do Irish. You were trying to do it in yeah. Irish? <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, I've really been waiting to talk with you about this. Um, things changed since I spoke with you last at the conference. Um, are you looking for some guidance on where to go with this? Um, some things open that have not have never opened before in this journey. Literally over a thousand satsangs, you know, 20 years this has been this life's work, life's focus. Um, so, so one couple things that opened for the, the first time, there's, there was a sense of um, maybe residing kind of as the field, that this, there was a sense for the first time, this, this, this all arises in me, it's like, oh, there's a glimpse of seeing and seeing that. Mm. Um, as this, as this as well, that the object, the objects out there, that place also kind of fell away when residing as this. Yes. And so that, that was also, that's also new, and it's still, it's still here, mm -hmm. that, to, to be as that. Um, Being all of it and not part of it. Exactly. And then a consequence of that is that the objectification of subject-object. Subject-object, yeah. Is breaking it, down. It, it, okay. Right. And from that place, there's not object, it's all as this. It's all subject. It's right. all subject. Yeah. This arises as that, and this yes. all arises as, as this. Yes. Yes. Um, there was also a glimpse for the first time of future and past being just thoughts. Yes. Okay, so with, with this, this is what is coming up for kind of said the personality. is like, what does... Yeah, this is this is this is new, and there's also like I said, there's been a lot of this has been the life's focus. What is respect? What is what is like respect of this opening look like? Because it's like Sid goes back and goes back into life and the default just interpersonal stuff and the stuff, and it just has nothing to do with this that that I love, um, this that I am. And so there's a little confusion, or there's like the mind running around this. And there was at the conference, I was talking with some people about this. It's like because like the there's some luckiness in this this life right now. There's not there's not like a, a work that has to go to be done. And there's a place where there's enough money that. It can just be devoted fully to this, and it's just not knowing where to go. Because you know, last night to go home and end up talking with our roommate, but it's just 
personality talking, it's just, you know, it doesn't mean anything. And the concern is, and this has happened before, that there's a kind of going back into life and that this that has this that is open and this that is loved just kind of falls away and eventually things close back up. Mm-hmm. And so what is, you know, if there's truly a devotion to this, if this is truly what the personality, you know, there's not a, a guru on the wall being devoted to, but there is devotion to this 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 truth that we are. And since there has been a glimpse of opening here, what is what is devotion, what does it look like? I mean, it doesn't, like if there was a, a a, an ashram close to here, like that's where I would go because it would at least there would be a container in context where that is what is valued and held. It makes it easier for this personality to just be focused on this, and then all. But at the same time, there's not wanting to do like just like you were saying to Paul, you know, what if? Can you let go of that idea of contributing to the world, let go of that idea of even awakening, that there's not wanting to be like a holding tightly to something, this person not holding tightly to something that just gets in, and so there's not seeing if that's happening. Um, so there's really not knowing where to, where, what, where to go with this, what to do. Okay. <clears throat> so the perspective of unity that has opened up Uh of just all that is and everything arises in what I am. So this is accessible. Now, then you said, but the world, kind of the my life aspect of the world has nothing to do with this. How is that possible? If everything arises in what you are, Mm. where is the So it it is all, right, it is all of that. Yet there's the patterns of personality that end up like when, when the personality is mm. interacting, mm. there's mm. like the awareness is not resting as this, and it, it, it will get pulled into the feelings and thoughts of Sid. Okay, okay. If, okay, so what sounds like what's happening is that there is a desire that this state of consciousness would remain with you, and so that when you engage in the world, that the interconnectedness of everything would be the perspective that's still running. There is a an idea that if this is truly what's valued, if this is truly what it values, that yes, that there's a be it a mindfulness, a devotion to a respect of having that be what stays first and foremost. Okay. And not just getting pulled back into Sid's life. Okay. So if Sid's life is in front, and this seeing that it all arises in what you are, that you're the entire field, is behind it. Yes. Let's go behind that again. Because it's it feels like okay, I know how it was and I know how it is. They're not the two options. Neither of them are really what you are. They're both perspectives. One is dual, one is non-dual. One is diversity and one is unity. They're just two perspectives. Allow both to come and go. You are neither. These are perspectives that, that can play. 
go prior to that. You see, if you stretch your bandwidth from dualistic, the dualistic, to knowing that, gosh, it all arises in what I am, and finally get what they're talking about, about this universality. Okay, so you've stretched your bandwidth to like that expansive global viewpoint. Now, stretch your bandwidth another bit back the other way. Let's pull it back the other way, outside of it. it these are just perspectives that mind can cope with. Mind can't go. All you can do is point mind, but it actually doesn't have the bandwidth to go all the way. We point mind backwards as if it has the bandwidth. Do you see? But it's like, actually, whatever plays here, all it needs to know, it needs to know is that these are perspectives. That's the unity perspective, and, and that's the dualistic perspective. Okay, they can both play. We have to take that position right now because otherwise there's going to be, I want this one and I don't want that one. Mm -hmm. And that's already pulling you into the diversity. Already you're, you're squeezing your bandwidth back into the, the personal. Do you see? Mm -hmm. yes. All right. So, so from, from the position of unity, it's like it's a state of mind. Let it's it be just... A perspective. It's a perspective. It's a perspective. Unity consciousness is a perspective. Okay. Okay. Now, it will rearrange itself. Down the line, it rearranges itself. But it's down the line. Okay. In that an inability to personalize stuff kicks in. And the seeing that the universality is just an arising appearance. It's just an appearance. You see? So even the universality shows itself to be unreal because it's an appearance. Experience. Yes, yes. No attachment to it. Okay? So all you need to take from this universal global perspective is an understanding of like, ah, that's, that's what that is. That's that understanding that it all arises in what I am. Just take the understanding. That's the most valuable thing, is to understand how that viewpoint is possible and what it tells you about the world, yourself, energy, look. Whatever. You keep the understanding only. Everything else, chuck it. Okay. So, prior to that perspective, your options aren't the Sid character or the universality. There are two perspectives. Let them be of equal value. Because there is identity with being all of it still running there. It's fine, it's fine, but it's not home. Yes. For many, they make that home and it's like, no, not deep enough, no. Outside of all of it. So the Sid character has the me story. Consciousness itself has the global story. Because that's the unifying field is consciousness itself. And what appears to be diverse can appear or disappear within consciousness. Sometimes the perspective that runs in, through the, the Sid brain, mind, is universal. And sometimes the perspective that runs through the Sid brain, stroke, mind, is personal. Yes. So there's, there's room for both. Okay. And you're neither. 
both are an appearance arising. Both of them. One has just been there for a very long time, and one is new. Right. They're both just appearances. Just as the personal eye, the subject, the, ob the objectification isn't a solid anymore. Things aren't appearing as objects because the sameness is what is seen. Okay. Just as that is breaking down, so too the globalized perspective, the conscious view of consciousness itself can only arise in consciousness itself. The sense of being all of it only arises when consciousness is taken to be real. The Sid character is real when he's taken to be real. Unity consciousness is taken to be real when consciousness is taken to be real. Yes. Do you see? Yes. Now prior to consciousness. I can find the place where both of those, those two options arise and are taken as real. Great. Where do they I don't arise? know if I can... Where do they arise from? Find the source. Just the, just the emptiness is all that, all that comes. Fine. Okay. Because mind will put a word on it, of course. Emptiness is pretty good. But there's not, there's not a clarity if that is being, if what is being, if it's, if, if there's a speaking of what you're speaking of. Okay. <clears throat> Go there anyway. Because the kind of clarity that comes from there isn't known by consciousness. There's a resonance of what you really are that seems to appear here. But you, consciousness can't be conscious of what's outside consciousness. But somehow there is a capacity, there is a resonance which feels like a knowing. But you can't be conscious of it. Because then it would just be an idea. Right. And we'd be it pulling it back into the story. That'd be a third thing. Diversity, unity, and talk. That's why, that's why I say prior to non-duality. I can't name it something. I mean, I've already named it something. It's like prior. But hopefully it's just an arrow. It's not a state or a place. You see? So, of course, the mind will say, well, there's nothing there, and I, I, I really don't know. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's consciousness trying to make sense of it. Go there anyway.
See how this cooks today. And check in later on this evening, huh? Okay. Let's see how this cooks. Okay. Let's see if, if, if prior to all of it is somehow accessible. I'm stuck for language here, but you get the idea. Let's see how that gets on. That's the most potent thing you can do. It's like the who am I question. It's the same thing, you know? Outside of all of that. That's the most important thing. But I just want to make sure that. that stay with that. Stay with that. Stay with it as much as you can today, for sure. I will see how it cooks. I just want to check in and make sure that it's um, being done in a healthy way, I guess. Okay. Sure. Just a, a word on devotion there as you guys are changing around. Um, You could take it that pretty much everything kind of starts again as it used to. You know, everything gets dropped and life gets simpler and it all, I don't know, uh, scales down um, in terms of you're interested in less things and that movement tends to happen for most. And if devotion or adoration, as somebody mentioned the other day, just arose, uh, if, if devotion was part of the path, it probably would die away for a while. But whatever was there in your wiring as, as something that was an experience that was felt personally once upon a time, it can crank up. But you know that there's devotion, but it's from nobody to nobody. What's the devotion for? What's it for? What? Because you can see that these structures, these patterns, these things that you used to do, habits, that, that they used to make sense within the subject-object framework once upon a time. It was me being devoted to Ramana Maharshi. Okay? It's me and something. And you know that that's... You get to see, with, as understanding deepens, that's just the rational mind putting a, a past and a future, that kind of a me before and me after and past, present, in order to give a context. I was there yesterday and I'll be there tomorrow, so therefore I'm there today. So we do this all the time to kind of rationalize things and make ourselves feel a little bit more stable. So in the same way, it's like, well, how can there be devotion if there is me being devoted to something? Doesn't that need subject-object? It's like, yeah, but devotion will still happen. The rational mind isn't looking for somebody to be devoted to something. So that framework disappears. It's a framework that makes past, present, future. Same framework. Me and experiencing an event. That triad appears a lot of things. Me having an experience about that. So experience is isolated. It's just like, that's experience. It's not like I'm having the experience. So all the particles break down. So everything is there, but it's like it's there in its pure form. Do, do you see? So there's just the experience of devotion. Just devotion is happening. And your mind can say, I guess it's, I don't know, devotion to nature. Or, I mean, you know, mind can pick anything then, but you're, you, you know that that's just mind looking for control, structure to put on things, a story to en- enrich the whole thing. But every experience is a standalone passing through of whatever it is. Devotion runs through, just like anger runs through. 
It's all the same, same. Everything just has its little way of spinning out, of spinning off, you know? Gratitude. Gratitude is one of those things that moves. Yeah. And it, can't, it doesn't need to be from you for something. It's like, take away that whole cause and effect. That breaks down anyway. But everything can appear just the same. It's like there was a mountain, there was no mountain, and then there was a mountain. But there's a hell of a lot of difference between the second mountain and the first mountain, really. Because you can see how the mountain is made. You can see the game of how it's created. It's still there, but you know it's only an appearance. You see? Okay. Hi. Hi. So, um, when we're talking about not having the mind kick in, for example, in the morning when you first wake up, maybe there's that one one hundredth of a second before the labeling begins. Uh-huh. And my sense is that if there's almost a choice point, in other words, there's, there's like the mind is like, okay, and it's not there yet, and you make a decision, you can either go, okay, let's get into this, you know, let's compare, let's analyze, let's discuss, let's give juice to all those images. But then there's also that choice where sometimes I don't. I, I, I feel that. I go, let's go back, go okay. back, go back. The energy is going back there. Yes. And what I'm finding is that originally, um, before I kind of came to all this, I would want to do more reinforcement of the mental pictures, and that felt good. There was juice in that. There yes. was satisfaction. felt good. Yes. Now that energy is almost like now it's going into, you had mentioned perhaps creating new pathways, but going back, it's not... It, we're, we're, we're changing the balance here, and as I do that, I find there is joy in that. It's almost like there's an energy that's now being placed where it needs to be physically and mentally, emotionally. It feels right. It's like there's a kind of confirmation in that. Is yes, that? yes. And it's not the... Okay, is this your experience? That the joy isn't being joyful because of something, but it's no. like the frequency of joy. It's the uncaused. Yeah, it's uncaused, yeah. It's uncaused. It's, it's, so it's yeah. like, we, we do, you know, as this organism, we do things to feel good. Yeah. And, and that was where the mental conception was going. It's like, okay, labeling, okay, this, that. And I have coffee every morning with my husband, and, and uh, so we could say this, or we could say that. Uh, like, oh, comparing, analysis, you know, some, talk about somebody, or we don't. And so there's that choice point to go back there. It is uncaused, I don't feel it in the moment, I'm just there, it's just good. Um, and um, I, there's, there is that, that, I almost feel like a stopping. It comes to a little bit of a crossroads, not enough to say that there's a moment in time or that there's a decision, because that would be mental, but it just, it, there's just an unknowing, uh, or unknowing of, you have a choice here. Okay. You have a choice here. Okay. Um, does that follow? Yes, it does. It's, it's that the sense of having a choice mm-hmm. is, is presenting to you. Yes. So choose wisely. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, choose wisely. Okay. And, and it's, it's almost uh, as if then the uh, outer world, uh, meaning the mental too, is, becomes more porous. Yes. So there is less investment and it's more porous. Um, and so you talked earlier the first evening about shutting off the mental perception blocks that we have here. So is it really that this projection, this energy going out again into this, that that creates perception, the projection creates the perception in a way? It does show itself like this. Okay. Um, the projection actually comes a little bit after the subject-object is in place. Okay, so it's already there and then we see it. Yes. 
We have made the, the objects have arisen mm-hmm. and the labeling has happened and yes. something goes out to meet them and then it's come from someplace. Yes. It's really fast, the sequence. Yes. So the objectification comes from the perspective. Energy goes out and then the subject happens. As the energy is arising from you, the subject is now there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something rises up to... Like you open your eyes and, and the door starts becoming an object. Mm-hmm. Now, the door can become, yeah, it can be an object or not an object, and energy can stay inside. Yes. The second that there's energy out solidifying the door, there's you. Yes. It's like energy out, solid, you. Right. There was no door though, right? No, there was no door. There was no door. No, there's no door. Door? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. It was that, and then the labeling comes too. Yes. So yes. we go out with the energy. Yes. We create then the the like the container. Yes. The label. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. We go out then. Mm. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of the other way around, but it, it's really not that significant because it's mm. so fast. Yes. It's okay. so fast. You okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's if if one were to be able to break it down, it's like the perception. This goes out and then it solidifies. That yes. comes first. Sure. Okay. okay. So so. Okay, if you see it like that, it might be very useful to you. Mm-hmm. It's actually the opposite way around because energy doesn't need to go out, okay. and there can be a knowing that there is a door there. Okay. How does that happen? You see? Uh-huh. 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 So I know it's happening really fast and it feels like when my energy goes out then the door is solid. Uh-huh. It's, it's actually 99% solid first by the labeling mechanism, okay. which is perception itself. Okay? okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, or you can take it that they happen simultaneously. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right? But the appearance of the door can be there without your energy going out to it. We have to leave space for that. And when it goes out, then it creates the subject. That's right. Okay. Once, energy goes out, out. once the energy goes out, we've got reflection. Okay. And reflection is what makes you feel you're real then. It's consciousness looking at itself, um, using the door to make you appear as real. Wow. Once the door is labeled, you're there as the viewer of the door, the maker of the door. Uh huh. That's really that we create on it. That's where we get that. That's where we get that. Oh, jeez. Okay. That's right. Mm. You see? Yes. So just to allow a little bit of space, how you see it is, is fine, okay. just to allow a little bit of space that it's possible mm-hmm. for the door to appear without mm-hmm. any energy of me going up. Okay. Okay. Yes. But it will only appear. Yeah. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just not real. There's like no empirical evidence. You know there's no actual right. empirical evidence. Okay. Okay. It's just the appearance for functioning to happen. It's really breaking down for you, huh? Yeah. Hey! Big days. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. Just going to turn off my phone. <coughs> <laughs> oh, mine was a thing I was going to
Is that a choice that some, somebody's making, or is that just happening automatically? Yes, yeah. that's just happening automatically. Okay. Yeah. When, when the subject-object, when you believe that, that you are real, mm. your energy will go out and give solidity to something so that you can appear. Because the default program is, well, I'm real. I'm this guy. I'm this woman. Once that is seen to be, oh my God. Just imagined the whole thing. My brain just imagined the whole thing that I was real. Once that scene, that mechanism to create the you, that energy going out and being reflected back, has no purpose, has no function. So it takes no nothing to make it. It just happens. Yes. Yeah. The labeling mechanism is gone. Y yeah. The 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 labeling just for functioning happens. Okay. The going out is gone because what you are is like swallowed up. It's like it's like when we say like abiding in the self or you return to the whole, to, the, to, to, to all that is, or you merge with God. It's like that's what that was, that attention that we used to put out. That's what it is. It's like it gets swallowed up in the abyss. It's gone. Mm. So, so there's nothing there to, cre to go out, to give solidity so that you appear. Mm. That's the merging with the divine. There is an energetic merging. A, well, we want to say it goes someplace because it actually just disappears. Yeah. Disappears. Yeah, when you were speaking with Sid, you talked about not um, how consciousness couldn't cross to prior and, and know that. And I've heard you, I read or heard it said that yeah. by you that um, what's prior knows nothing of what's here. Yes. Knows nothing of what we're experiencing. Yes. When, when I read that, that really shook my foundation in a way. It was like, oh my goodness. Um, there's just, it's like there's, there's no, no connection there. There's no connection. Yeah. Because in the absolute, absolute, to, to put a label on something that doesn't have a label, capital A, absolute, the beyond all of it, this appearance doesn't even appear. Because this appearance is only appearing to itself. You see? <laughs> so it's only reflecting itself to itself. It's self-contained, this consciousness phenomenon. You see? And so prior to consciousness, th there would ultimately be duality if something knew about this. Mm. There would still be two. But the dualistic thing is only a creation of consciousness as a result of it looking at itself. It's wild and wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And we're so used to thinking, well, if it's me, somehow I'm going to know about this or something. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And it's fantastic that we have the capacity, that's the magical gift of consciousness, to somehow know that, know that prior to consciousness and outside of consciousness in some way. We've no language for it, but 
every... Gosh, I have no language for this. There isn't such a thing, but I, you know what I mean? It, we, we, can, we can point in a direction that has in space, time, name, nothing phenomenal, and somehow we have a resonance with it. That's the fantastic thing. But then as consciousness, we're trying to make sense of it. And it's like your brain can't go there, your mind can't go there. So that your capacity as consciousness can see the whole unit, your capacity as consciousness to imagine it's reflecting itself can see the character at play. That's consciousness playing all of it and imagining that it's part of it. That's consciousness doing that. Now you're neither of those. I think you've spoken sometime about a, a different kind of knowing, a knowing that's not the knowing that yeah. is, is, happens in thought. Yeah, yeah, it's like non-phenomenal. You, you don't know what you know, and you don't know it intellectually. But there's some certainty that is not beyond an objectified knowledge. We all have that, you know? It's like, for years it was like, what is that? What is that? You know, and I used to think, is it intuition? Is it, what is it, what is it? You know, and, and of course, it's clear now. It's just a resonance, a resonance, which, which is the only thing that consciousness can, can pick up about that which it can't be conscious of. But thankfully, there's resonance, or otherwise this would actually be all there is, and it would be enough. Mm. You know, it's all there is phenomenally. Mm. But the non-phenomenally, the beyond form, beyond space, beyond time, it can't phenomenally exist, but that's what we are. See, it's just full of paradoxes and contradictions. It sounds stupid, but we know. You, you know what I'm talking about at the same time. Mm. You know, just the beauty of it, you know? Mm. See, it's that certainty. It's, it's that certainty to allow it to expand somehow, giving it more space, you know? Sure. Uh -huh. So it was just a quick thing, just to want to check. So when you talk about knowing, sorry, when you talk about knowing, uh, like pure perception, you say not perceiving something and nobody perceiving it, but yes. it's just perception, yeah. pure. So something like pure knowing, yes, not someone knowing something, yes. And it's just knowing. Yes, itself. it's like the verb. verb exactly, knowing. the verb knowing. Nobody is knowing something. It's just that knowing. Just knowing itself. It's like the verb knowing in its essence. It's like somewhere on the trajectory. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that within the field of consciousness? Or? I think the echo of it is in the field of consciousness. The okay. echo of it. But it itself, no. But the echo of it. Yeah, that's it's like because we're going into kind of rarefied consciousness, you know, the very parameter of it, you know. And, and when you say place attention outside of all of it, it's like attention seems to be an aspect of mind. Mm. Mm. And you're directing it to its limit, kind of some. Yes, or like deep within its home, you know, retracting it to where it came from. So usually with attention, it can either be a focused one or very loose. Uh, when you're, when it's directing it home, it's more like making it more loose, 
would you say? Or from here, it feels like it's a, a recoiling, bringing it back home. It's like because it's been stretched out into the world. Attention goes out. It's like it comes up and out. That's the sense here. You know, it just comes up and out and meets the world. Um, and it's not needed, of course. And so that attention somehow, in the recoiling of it, go back, go back, go back, or go in, go in, go in. But neurologically, for sure, something happens up here. I, scientists don't know this yet. You know, it's an area that we still have to explore. But something happens. It feels like it's at the back of your head at the top. Because there's something neurologically that gets rattled up there. Mm. When attention is subsumed, that energy that goes out, that meets things that we call attention, it's like it's retracted, retracted into that absolute still point. So that's being at home, not going out. It's, it's being at home. Is it focused attention? I suppose my concern about saying is it focused attention or loose attention? It's relaxed for sure. So that's not, that's a bit different to loose attention. And focused attention seems to be, imply an, an external focusing. Because if we focus our attention on something, it's, to, you know, it's on the computer or it's, we're focusing our attention on something, reading the, reading the paper or something. You see, so it's not that kind of focusing. So it's neither focused nor loose, but something gets relaxed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you say it's, to stop investing in the personal life. To pardon? To stop investing in the personal life. Yes. So it's like, yes. let attention stay at home. Yes, attention stays at home if you're not invested in defending who you think you are. He'll take yeah. care of himself. He'll just do his thing, you know. And when the patterns, the old vasanas come up, it's like, whoops, you get a kick in the butt, you know. You're like, you know, there's, whoa, there's a contraction here. I'm defending myself or there's a resistance or... And you'll see it because it'll scream louder. The more the clearer you become, the more the the patterns that have to go scream at you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to check. check yeah. It. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it clear for everybody. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hi. Um. We spoke of ungroundedness mm. yesterday, and I said perhaps it might have been because I had like a strong tea, mm. but um, I don't know if it's always that. Yeah, or I don't think it's always that either, but I wanted to knock that out of the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like I just feel like a tuning fork, and I'll go into this environment or around these people, and sometimes it's a wave of energy will come over and it's just so big that it... Yes. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's some, like the body picking up on some experience or something in another person's experience. But when I feel like that amplification of energy, it is kind of... It can be ungrounding. Yes. I guess, but... Yes. When you're speaking about just the knowing or the seeing, it's, that's what's been happening. There's just experience. There's a spaciousness, and within that, people arising, thoughts, feeling, everything just arising within that spaciousness. Yes. And I think 
what I was sharing with you yesterday is just sometimes the mind will kind of want to place itself within that. Yes. But, yes. And even to try and articulate this space, I can't. Yes. And when I'm not trying, there's just the silence of this space. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think even now it happens. Like, I don't yes. know why I want to connect with you or try to put words to it. There's really no reason to. Yes. Something understands that's beyond my own mental yes. understanding or yes. cognition of it. Yes. Um, yes. I think along this path or this journey, I've kind of been in the closet, so to speak, like having awakenings and realizations, but not talking about them, or like putting them on my blog, or putting, like, people would tell me that that must have happened, but it, I think something that was still remaining was just self-doubt, uh -huh. or that if certain thoughts or movements were happening that the self wasn't fully extinguished. Uh -huh. And now it's just all irrelevant. It's just energy interplane yes. within experience. Within experience? Yeah, when I said that, that didn't quite... Yeah. <laughs> sure how to say it. I just, I seem to be here. I, like, this is what's happening on a relative level. Yes. But the only thing I know is experience, momentary experience and what arises within that. But it's constantly changing, dying, Yes. It's just the fluidity of yes. being. Yes. I guess within silence. Okay. Okay. Now integrating that in the body. Mm -hmm. So that, because the, the body pays a price for being a tuning fork. And so integration needs to happen. More embodiment needs to happen. Yeah. Okay. Now, Traditionally, they, you know, they would say like yoga and cleansing and all of that. Okay, and that's fine. But my sense is that there might be little pockets. While you, you know you're not Jackie, and that, that, you know, that that's just an experience that's, that's, that's part of the whole matrix of energy moving, and you know, you know you're not her, some part of her is still not whole. Some parts of her need to be found, need to be tracked down, so that so that's, um, the wholeness of, of, of her phenomenal physical energy can be embodied. Mm -hmm. And that's the appropriate container for the frequency and the knowing that, that you've already accessed. So that embodiment, that, that solidifying of the phenomena needs to happen. It's a little bit of like something happened before something else. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of cart in front of the horse. That's all right. It's like that. You know, it's, it's
disorder. <clears throat> so have a look at, at what at what has splintered off. There's little parts of the ego that have been splintered off because the understanding came in and it's substituted for healing. And so, and so some kind of, whatever has splintered off needs to be thawed and embraced and come in. And that way your energy field will get more solid. It's just more holistic, thorough, a self-containment happens of the of the, the whole energy field that contains this knowing. Mm -hmm. Because for this knowing, it's like this the knowing, the understanding is clear and you're able to articulate it, which is great, because it's very often people have the knowing for years and doesn't like no language comes at all. But the language is coming, it's even clearer today than it was the other day. It's like the language you have that. Okay, but but it's not grounded enough here. It needs to ground enough, ground more here. Okay? And my, my sense is that it's because there's some little, there's some aspects that need to come in which will give you more solidity. Does that make sense? Yeah, the thing that's coming is just, um, like with people, I, if I'm around them a lot, I totally merge with them. And my inner experience becomes whatever's like yes. the conglomeration of their energy. Yes. And I know, like when you're saying the split off and the healing, that's been the pattern of my life. Like what I learned as a child was to feel love and acceptance, was to give that love and acceptance. And I'm able to do that on a very deep level. Yes. Almost in the sense where people fall in love with me and think I'm there happy like it's happened a lot yes and I know it's not me yes like it's just the energy that's available yes but that's still kind of it can still happen yes so I kind of took myself out of the game for a while from just people uh -huh. um, I've kind of I feel it happening right now though, not not here, but yes. just in my life. Yes. And I'm kind of experiencing it in a deeper way, how I've kind of, I don't know, that, that, like, that feels like the piece of, how do you say, just a type of sacrificing that isn't totally authentic. Yes. And it's, it's yes. rooted in the pain. Correct. And there's a gift there, but it's, it's rooted in this. Yeah. Like, I had to do that for survival. Yes. You're on the money. Yeah. You're on the money. Let it not be perceived as a gift anymore. Because when, when we help others, and there's a price for where it's coming from, it's not for the highest good of all. It's a temporary fix for them too because the energy isn't the natural arising of consciousness. It's coming through the filter of pain. Okay, so it's actually not as effective as what we think it. Yeah. Okay? But the ego will want to make you think that, but it helps people, so of course I'll do it. What the ego is trying to do is just trying to keep the filter in place, keep the pain filter in place. Okay? So the 
fact that your system will will merge with another's or take on another's is it's hungry for its own wholeness. That's why you're, you're picking up so many things. That's why your boundaries and clear because it's searching for the parts that are splintered, that are just frozen in time. Mm-hmm. You see? And so that's the gig now, is for you to absolutely phenomenally come to wholeness. And that will bolster, bolster your energy field. Nothing else will work. Yeah. Because the ego has to be completely and totally brought to wholeness, total resolution. Do you sense more doing this in the context of being in the world and interacting or retreating? Retreat a bit. Retreat a bit and do one practice that it's got, it's soul retrieval. That's, that's, that's the best name for it of all the traditions. I think the, the first generation American tradition put that exact label on it. It's like retrieving part of your soul. You know? That, and we just call it the ego, but, yeah. you know, that identity. So it's about doing it inside and then check, then check on the outside to see, okay, am I as poor as here? It's like, whoops, there we go, totally picked up that, okay. What in that person could be thought my, you know, convinced my energy field that something out there, was there something in there or was it just my passion looking for myself? Was there actually something there that mirrored what's missing in me? And you can use the outside world to try and figure out what passions are still there that, that I might even have buried, that are someplace in the subconscious, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very like the life. A lot of times it's guided by these subconscious or astral level. Like, I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I know I'm, like, compulsed by something deeper that's drawing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's your gig to run the, the soul retrieval practice. That's your gig. You know, the other levels can hold the space for you, but it's you have to direct that. Does retreating mean... <coughs> I mean, I know I'll figure it out, but are we, when you say that, are you speaking like not, not working? No, work is fine. Work happens. But spend time focusing on this. Yeah. But work happens, you know, just like, okay, I'm going to do my game that's a role being played and come back out. Well, I mean, I can like totally retreat to the mountains. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I tend to of late be telling people, you know what, do it in life. Unless it's like actually leave the whole thing. Like Joyce, it's like, no, the fastest way for you is just disconnect from the world and get out and see what happens. That's rare. That disconnect from everything as well. Yeah. Um, because, because so much ongoing integration will be needed, a regular life would help you. Mm-hmm. You know? Because if some night you kind of get a beautiful Eureka and you find a, a part of little Jackie in, in the back of a cave somewhere, do you know? It's like, hey, there you are, come on, what's your story? You know, you can do that and meet that other part of yourself and mature it and bring her up in time. Yeah. You know, these practices. And so, and so when that energy merges with what we call the ego, um, if that merges, what better place to check it out than in the world? Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, let's see if there's awareness of that energy today as I go to work. Let's see if, if there's a holding onto that, or do I actually put her back in the cave because I'm attached to how I was yesterday at work, and I want to do the same thing today. 
So it'd be a great place to check it out and to bolster the integration. Mm-hmm. I get there's some learning how to do the soul retrieval yourself. Yes. You can you can you can have somebody do it for you or you can do it yourself. Read a book about it and see how you get on. Yeah, Google it. It's a lot you could do yourself, you know, because you're able to jump in and out of dimensions and see things like that. Huh? So you, you can you can find yourself in other yeah. in other realms, in other dimensions. You know, <laughs> read a book about it. Just get a handle on. Okay, this is how it works. This is the practice. You know. Yeah. The first book I ever read on it, um, that kind of made total sense, and I, I kind of took it from there. Then was uh, Sandra Ingerman. Mm-hmm. It's like probably thirty years old at this point, or twenty years old at this point. It's called Soul Retrieval. Have you heard of her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that book was very useful. And from there it just started rocketing, you know? Yeah. Um, because it just gave me an understanding of, 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 of how you can find yourself in other dimensions. I was like, oh, of course. And so then drumming works or holotropic breath work is fantastic for it. Yeah. You know? I was always kind of drawn to it. And then I met this woman who did it and she said she took a journey. And like her spirit guide was saying that it was important for me. Did yeah. you? Yeah. So we did it, or like we were trading. Yeah. Doing it a little bit. Okay. Go for it full on. And you know when your energy field isn't so porous, you know that there's something whole that's yeah. happened. Yeah. It definitely, I don't know if there's more of an opening happening, but I feel now how it is more porous. It's not always like this, but it feels very so. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just being revealed. It's been revealed, yeah, because it's like, whoa, we can, we, can, we can join up the last piece of the jigsaw again? Yes, great. Come on, here's the vacant spots. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a bit like that. Thank you. You're sure you're making Maybe I've made that into a proper question. 
So the question about Jack or the question about yourself? Ooh, it's, it's about the world. It's about where something I am and a direction going and, and you've gone or been or are. I'm not doing well with this question, am I? Well, I'm not having much success with that, but you're probably doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again, really, I'll because I can't. Sorry. Uh, so if I, if I read your original book, yeah. and I come up with some pointers and some ideas about how uh, levels of reality fit together, and consciousness and duality, and how to approach being this, uh-huh. I end up with some sense that the word of being observer okay. is perhaps an early first step. Yeah, it's a good first step. It's a good solid one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as usual, the uh, mind makes concepts and, and patterns and pictures of, mm. of how everything fits together. Yeah. Your uh, words in the set saying were that your version, your involvement with the reality was was changing. Yes. Oh, ref- okay. Refining. Yes. I'm wondering how far behind I am. Okay, you're, you're, it's fine. Oh, I, I see how you see the contradiction now, I get it. Okay. Um, so for the Jack character, like there was a kind of a receding and a receding and a receding from the world, you know, and like along that trajectory, this ashram in Costa Rica appeared and that made sense. And then life said, you know what? It's the end of that now. Off you go, back to the West. And it's like, okay, fine. Let's see what happens next. And then a relationship came in that kind of seemed to kind of go, really? Really? This one isn't just going away. It's like, okay. And then, then there was, um, uh, April, May, June, July, about four months after the relationship started, um, I was taking, who's now my husband, to uh, an ancient stone circle in Ireland. Uh, it's 4,000 years old. It's like it's the oldest stone circle in Europe, the only whole one in Europe that's that old. And um, it's really potent vortex. And so I took him to it because I thought this place, I told him this place was always, it, every time I came to this place during my spiritual journey, it just changed the direction. It just gave me some kind of a huge insight every time. And so I said, come on, because it was significant in the jack life. And I showed it to him. And, uh, and I was standing outside the stone circle. I know this is a bit roundabout way now, but it might just put it in context. I was standing outside the stone circle, you know, and I just leaned up against the wall and I thought, uh, one of the stones, I thought, oh, you know, I'm totally exhausted. And he was walking around doing his thing, kind of checking out the energy because he feels energy. And I was like, oh, I'm totally exhausted. And clear as day was this knowing that this life of retreating and pulling back and pulling back and attention being prior to all of it. The body will be dead when you're 50, if you continue on that. If, if a different path of going back into the world happens, then, then it will be going back into the world and view, the viewing point will, will be enriched by a viewing point from within the world. It's like, all right, okay, fine, whatever, fine, okay, let's see. The body will die or go in as if there's a choice, fine. 
So it's almost like there was like a, a crossroads. So I was standing there and thought, Jeez, I have to sit down, this exhaustion is ridiculous. So I sat, walked into the circle, sat, sat on the rock and overwalked Derek and went on one knee and said, will you marry me? And my mouth opened and yes came out. <laughs> what have I said? What? <laughs> Do you know what? what? Oh my God, that's what you were taught. That's what, that's what that knowing was. That's what that, you know, what consciousness was playing at. It was like, we can fade out if we do the trajectory or life will go this way. And a yes came out, you know. And, and, and so I ended up saying, give me a few days to, to handle this. And I didn't tell him until actually recently about this. Like really recently, a week ago actually. <laughs> I ended up saying it that time. And he said, you never told me that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so, so while the pulling back, pulling back, it's actually, if there was a preference for it, it would have been that, and like, let the body die, and that's the end of it, and you know what, that's just fine. But a yes came forward, it's like, alright, okay, back into the world. Now, the back into the world then has, has enforced the, to, to work out how it works in the world because every moment is fresh, everything is new. And so, can you imagine somebody living with that and they're like, Jack, you know, we'd actually discussed this question a few days ago, like yesterday, and we concluded this, and I have no memory of the conversation. I mean, none. It's like, really? Okay, what was the conclusion? So we can skip the whole, the whole discussion, you know. A decision about anything, going on holidays, anything. It doesn't matter if it's deep or light, it's like gone, you know. Um, all kinds of things like that. He just says, it's Groundhog Day, it's just Groundhog Day, you know? So, so, and it's fine, it's, of course, because he, you know, he, he kind of knew what he was getting into with me, you know? So, as a result, man, there seems to be some willingness to really work at how does the world work? How can this organism function in the world? And there is a knowing that I burnt out too much. Fine if I was going to live in a sheltered environment where the community, an ashram, something would protect this energy field called the Jack character. Easy peasy, never touching money, never having to deal with anything or but go to the supermarket and go into Trader Joe's and negotiate buying a car and insurance and like it's it's like okay, I'm sure I can do this. I'm sure there's finding a way to do this. And even getting the camera, it was like. Okay, come on, these are just skills. You have to learn how to do this. You've got to participate in the world. And something, it's like consciousness is moving this woman so that she learns how to engage in the world again. What I see is that the burnout, the extreme way that the Jack character did it, is fine if you want to live in an ashram. We don't have any ashrams here. We don't. we got to still... We are kids or do whatever it is life is demanding of, of, of you know, the lifestyle has to continue. And, and we, we're evolving now to where, no, this, if this is, um, you know, a global movement of consciousness where there is, truth is so accessible. And it is, it's very accessible. You don't have to study for years to find out about this material, thankfully. And so as a result, it's important that we just burn out the parts of our brain that create the personal eye and not how to friggin' drive a car. Do you know? Like, 
It's like, so, so something went too far. And it feels like an understanding of that has to come through this woman, or is coming through this woman. It's like, it's, there's no mission, there's no purpose. It's just like, oh God, are you serious? All right, okay, so what? This is what, this is what's happening, fine. You know, um, it's just a noticing that this is what's happening. And so there, has, there is now an interest in science. In, in, well, actually, what happened to this brain? And what is, it at, at, what is it at the top, at the back of the brain that goes outside of consciousness? What is that physiologically? So, so all, it, it's like, my God, there's an interest in something. It's been years since there's an interest in anything. It was like, let me sit under a tree and chant. Like, no connection at all to the world. And it's like starting up again. And it's like, okay, an interest in the world. In that way, does it, does it create an identity of the Jack character? And it's like, with all the self-honesty and integrity that I can muster, it's like, is there a sense of an I anywhere? And that seems to be a constant checking in. Is there a personalization anywhere here? And it's like, so far, no. So far, no. It's like, no, actually, what I am is totally clear, 24-7, all of the time. But the Jack character is participating, is going back into the world. So, so my understanding of how it has to happen is changing. Because there is, there is some kind of a global evolution that's going on. That's for sure. There is some kind of a shift um, where we have to learn how to do this and live in the world. You know, and some of us are old school and, and, you know, we're very purist and we did it that way. And then some of us are thrown into do it in the world. Um, and so the understanding that's coming now is, is trying to negotiate where, where, where can people best be guided to keep participating in the world? At what level can your understanding and your spiritual journey be assisted by your lifestyle? Where can we find where these dance together? In 20 years time, this won't be necessary. There won't be that dichotomy of going in and the outside world. There won't be. Maybe it's a going back because, because we're, our brains are evolving. Maybe it's not a going in. Maybe, maybe there's no inner and outer. Maybe it's a going back because maybe we can go directly to, to the brain and just, and just refine our understanding of what mantras break down identity and what mantras are just quietening the mind. What about all of that? What, what, what really assists in the burning out of the personal or not the personal? You see? So there's an interest in all of this that's stirring up here. And so what I would have said five years ago, to hell with the world, the world doesn't matter, the world isn't real anywhere, anyway. And of course it's not. But it's like, actually Jack, you ain't gonna pop your clogs. There's a whole new life starting, you know? So deal with it, babe, you know? So here we are. And so the understanding of, of how to integrate this in our life is coming. And so the re-emerging in life is like a retraining. It, there's a retraining going on, relearning things. And it's like I'm, I'm firing new neurological pathways. I, I, can, I can feel it cranky in my head. It's like, push through it, Jack, push through it. And then it's like, 
I have it, I have it. I can feel it, I'm rewiring certain things that shouldn't have burned out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably what I was talking about in mm -hmm. August, was that there's, so, so the viewing point, the knowing of what I am and what, what is capital or real, okay. beyond all of it, that's, that's untouched by any of this increase in understanding of how the phenomenon works. And in some way, this willingness to, to, um, to revise so that others don't have to do, you know, so, so that in some way that, I don't know, I don't know, a contemporary version of, of help can be, can be offered or come through this form. That seems to be what's happening, you know? So then, to find your own viewpoint, um, from the observer position. So I suppose the thing is that that the Jack character will always be growing. Okay. You know, there's nothing static. What I am is unchanging and still. But but the Jack character is is is, is a movable learning machine. You know, and and has always been interested in education. And I guess that condition. That conditioning of having an interest in education is still alive, and it might always run. If it becomes dysfunctional, fine, but it seems to be doing just fine. It seems to be assisting this interest. Um, so, so from the point of I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, from the point of oh yeah, so 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 to leave space for teachers or satsang speakers to 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 be in some way increasing their understanding of how the phenomenon works. Because the knowing of who they are is not a phenomenal knowing. That knowing is solid. And your gut will tell you if somebody's authentic or not. And if, and if you don't know the difference, you'll learn and, and, and you will know the difference. You know? So, so, while the character uses language, their understanding of the matrix can only come from their understanding of the matrix. You see, and there must, there must be, according to their own eurekas and their own seeings of how it works, and if they're intellectual or not intellectual, or if they have a capacity to come from the heart as well as the head, or if they're just heart and they, they don't actually have any interest at all in see, seeing how subject-object is created. Everybody has their own flavour, you see? So, so, pick up what makes sense to you. What gives you a greater understanding that will assist you? Always bring it back to, is that useful for me now? And something that you might dismiss now in six months' time, it'll find you again if it's going to be of help to you. It'll, you'll hear it again if this time you go, I heard that ten times, and only now it makes sense. Things like this happen. So if you're in the observer, there is observing going on. It's a great spiritual practice, but you're looking at something. Okay? It's great because it means that there's distance. It's not all about me. It's the character is down there doing his thing. Okay. Going a little bit prior to that, it's like the back door of the observer is just, it's more of a free flow. It's not actively observing. It's slightly more passive. It's like just being. Just being. Do you know? And so it's not there's, that there's so much, it's like the observation is softer. It's a softer focus. 
So let, let the kind of, you know, the, the objective camera that's looking from the observer point of view, it's almost like it's a camera, isn't it? Looking at, sure. do you have that idea? Sure. Yeah. A, fo a focus and an intent. Yes, exactly, a focus and an intent. Let the focus soften a little bit, mm -hmm. do you know? Mm -hmm. So that there's just more fluidity around the observer. Practice having that fluidity without getting sucked into the, okay. I'm resisting, I'm hanging onto my opinions here, I'm the one imagining I'm real. It's like observe and now soften that, now soften that. Just let it get softer. Just let it get softer. And that's like the far end of the observer. And from there, well, you know, then it's high jump. <laughs> Thank you, that was, that was excellent. It's a bit of a long-winded answer. I oh, hope it's, it's wonderful, it's always Jack. Good, good. <clears throat> Clearly, I had a different version of what I read in August. Okay. Thank, okay. Thank you for the, for the following follow okay. and present position. Sure. You've just told me of observer and a softening of intent and focus to ease. Yes. And observer. That, yes. that gives me that key word of prior. Yes. Now we can see what how how one might prior prioritize. Yes. An observer. Yes. A, yes. a similar sort of motion, a similar sort of something. Yes. Might continue this priorizing. Yes. Okay. As, as your hand goes back behind your head, uh -huh. back out of both world of duality and world of unity and goes prior, a similar sort of relaxation. Yes. Assists yes. that going Correct. prior. Correct. It does. There's no contraction in going prior. There's no contraction. And, and on that trajectory going back, what the character is doing is not so much of interest. Fades a little bit. The focus gets softer. So it fades a little bit. So there's like a disconnection of attention from the character. You see? You see? You've just said that the character softens and fades. But even the intention and the focus and the, the attention softens and fades. Yes, that's, it's that's not that the character is Yes. It's the character can do his thing. It's the connection to him, the observing of him. That's what gets softer. Loosens. Loosens. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not the character, you see. All right. I hear the softening of the focus as continuing, though out of consciousness. Finally, I've said it as deep as I can say it. Yes, yes. Out of the character, yes. the softening takes one prior. Out of the two worlds of yes. unity and duality, Correct. the softening takes prior. Yes, yes. And that's a softening, not only out of the character, but even out of consciousness. Correct. That's as deep as I know to go. That's perfect. That's as deep as we can articulate. Mm. And then all you can do is say prior to consciousness and maybe, maybe not. You, you won't know about it anyway. It's kind of that resonance of that deep knowing. But the you won't know about it. The you won't find a state of mind there. You know? 
the body will be relaxed, but there's not much else going on. <laughs> you know? Perfect. We've gotten as deep as I know how to do for now. Okay. Thank as long you. as you've got something fresh to work with. To... Oh okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> good, good, good. That was so cool. <laughs> that was really cool. And I, I, I have a number of things I'd like to talk about. But sure. the first was back to this topic of, of entering back into the world. Because it's, I've had this pull to take out of the world. Mm -hmm. And of course my whole, you know, being work-driven and that sort of thing. And at the same time thinking, oh, I'm wasting time. I'd have friends who'd go off to three, six-month, nine, you know, year-long retreats or some would run off to India, sell all their property, and come back, lost all their teeth, full of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, and they're miserable. And they're miserable, They're yes. miserable. Yes. All in the name of the search. Yeah, all of that, all of that sort of thing. And, and so, <laughs> when you, you sense that, that sense about, hey, sort of a, a compelling, to, to, to really dive in, and as I look back at little decisions I made, I realized those all arose spontaneously. They weren't something, well, let's see, well, I can go into business, I can go into real estate, I teach, and all of a sudden, it wasn't like that, I was saying, oh, it's medicine. And I have a beautiful story I could tell about that. It's important now. Um, but it's just been a struggle, sort of back and forth, back and forth, about finding the time to retreat at the same time, because when I work, it's intense. It's extremely intense. Okay. You know, uh, but there's. It's really about balance, I think, in living, and finding the, the Tom character, and that's that's really the next step. Is that uh, ever since you know back in March, it was initially, and now I know you don't remember, but I wrote you and I said I'm a mess, an absolute mess, because all the the interests I had and the passions I had. Just so like, those are trivial, they're meaningless. Mm -hmm. and, and slowly, you know, they, they came back to where I enjoy them, but there's a distance from it. Uh -huh. yeah. There's a real distance, and I still enjoy it. Okay. You yeah. know, I still yeah. enjoy it. And, I'm, and we had planned a, a ski trip right after that. And I said, you know, I thought, well, maybe we should just go stay home and not do anything. And, no, but I love skiing. So, yes. yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. It was beautiful. And it was, there's consciousness on the mountain. You know? yes. It's not like you're going to escape it. Yes. I'm not sure where I'm going either. But it's that balance. And, but, but here's, here's what it's coming to is that I see how the things that I, the Tom character, and I, I really can't say well, this is a character. This guy is in a movie now, he's part of an actor, 85, 90% of the time. But if you, if I perceive a slight, or maybe I made an error and someone corrects me, then there's a visceral reaction to it. There's a component. It's mm -hmm. either I'm hurt, or I'm slighted, but I would intense that, or anger can arise. But it's physical. It's not mental. Mm. It's a physical. It's an energetic response mm. to that, where it says I'm still the body. I'm still relating to this form. That you know the mental part of it. Dude's just acting. You know, it just happens, and the thoughts arise. The things I do are automatic. I don't think about it. 
I'm thinking more about work. It's really yeah. Or even now as I speak, it's not like I'm planning when I speak. The words just arise. Yes. You know. You know yes. You know, yes. Sorry. Yeah. The free flow. It's yeah. Like, yeah, but am I making this? No, no. It's coming from somewhere, but not just down here in the clothes. Uh-huh. It's that that physical energetic thing that happens. That that body reaction. I guess. My, what is that really? What's, in other words, I always still I'm seeing myself as as a as a form. Is it when somebody says something and your interpretation makes the physical reaction? Or do you think it's the energy that's coming from somebody's comment that is impacting? I think it could be both. Huh. It could be, um, and most of this is at work. Yeah. Um, there is energy. I can think of instances sometimes, and I think I create something too. I, there's got to be both of that. But I don't create. In other words, I'm, I don't feel in control of the energy that arises. Yeah. That just arises. Okay. I, I don't think, oh, he insulted me, therefore I'm going to feel upset. Yeah. It's no, the words come in and... And it's instant. Yeah. Okay. So the words come in and it's okay. So the words come in. Yeah, of course, I can do like, you know, she was mentioning too, is that uh, someone comes around me and I just start, yeah, I can get that little tension. Yeah. You can pick that up. Yeah. Huh. Huh, let me just think about this now for a second. There's a few things that could be. Okay, here's what I think it is, but let's let's play with it and see if it resonates. Has it been has it been part of your spiritual practice to to, to yield to whatever, to like No, it's not that. I know what it is. I know what it is. No, it's not that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like, no, no, it's not. Okay, I have it. Yeah. (laughs) Consciousness moves towards harmony. And you're picking up when there's disharmony. And your system is reacting very strongly to disharmony. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With... Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. 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 Really, it's, it's a mental thing around, you know what, be okay with disharmony. Disharmony is in the world and the balance of it is harmony. Consciousness moves towards harmony and that kind of gets accelerated as, as we become clearer. Do you know, we, we just move towards what is harmony, what is simple, and what harmonious, directs consciousness. We don't consciously look for harmony, but it's just the movement. Sure. The opposite of it jars more than it ever jarred. You see? And it's, it's like, it's what they say, you know, about... I suppose it's part of the expectation of, like, somebody who has seen the truth does no harm in the world. It's, it's about that, because there's something that moves towards harmony. Move, and sure, of course we do. We're all screwed up, really, so of course the errors happen. But generally, they tend to be good people. Generally. Do you see? Because there's a movement towards harmony. What they do tends to be, have goodness in it. Yeah. Right? Okay. So it's part of that being there. The opposite then is when there is an obstruction to that free flow towards harmony. It's zzzz. Now, 
what you can do is allow the energy field to know, you know what, disharmony is fine. That, that's totally fine. This form moves towards harmony and it will feel disharmony, but it's fine. What that will do is like, it kind of allows your energy fields to like just go, oops, pushing that one out, pushing that one out. It's like, yeah, that's fine, that's just going back there. For you to absorb it is, is actually not useful. Energetically, it's not useful because it will take you a disproportionate time to actually recuperate yourself. Definitely. Yeah, it would be disproportionate. The impact would be disproportionate to what the comment was. You know? So, so the thing is like, it's like energetically just pushing it back out there. Okay. I had been, I would, it would arise and I would just say, oh, what's going on? And just let it, as well as I could, allow it to just flow. The energy okay and not make a story about it yeah and just avoid the story okay yeah because that goes back to the when you said earlier you used the phrase chuck it and that's that was that's what no, i love that phrase yes yeah. i just chuck it because i'm yeah. making the story forget about it yeah it go. yeah and keep going yeah so this is you're <clears throat> suggesting a little something different just a little something different and it's based on the understanding of what it is it's it's the the uncomfortableness that disharmony now creates so to understand what it is and just say, yeah, that's disharmony, out of us. Yeah, but that's if it's coming from somewhere else. Sometimes I think I've created it myself. Oh, tell me about that. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Um, or take work again. I, I have a way I want to do something. Somebody else says, no, yeah. can't do it that way. Yeah. Well, what's to make his way of doing it any better than mine? You know, I think my way is better, of course. But sure. I accede to it <laughs> and let him, or let that whole process go and let sort of submerge my desire to have it the way I would like to see it. But there's still like, there's disharmony there, you know, there's that energy of rejection of powerlessness. That's yes, 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 yes. Powerlessness is the big one. Yes. That really arises like I've been brutalized here in, in, a, in a really fine way. Um, you saw a movie, 12 Years as a Slave, and it's you know, extremely powerful and absolute powerlessness that these people suffer. And it was such a resonance for me, too, to sense that. Uh, what, there's nothing you can do, but it's th that energy about powerlessness, too. So it's a little different than what yes. we're going on. Is yes, that, yes, sense? yes. Okay, so, so the play of power. What's the Tom story with the play of power? What, what? I've, I've come across as being insignificant, and that I, that's where I think it's truly the body mind thinking. Oh, I've, I really, I'm still somebody. I'm still something. Yeah, there's important. something around power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some yeah. some dance going on there that yeah. needs to be broken. Yeah, and I I see that. And yeah. Like, oh, that, and I've just interpreted it as being. Uh, I'm, an, I'm still individual, and I'm still important. Well, and it's the Tom character say he's no, he's not a character in the movie. He's still a creator. That might be something. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Assuming responsibility for everything in reality, no, that's not the reality. Yes, yes. Does it make sense? It is. Dissect power. How important is power and powerlessness, and how come those two concepts have impact on you? Why are they given any relevance at all? It's like being gray-haired or brown-haired, I mean, it's, it's really, you know... How about heavy hair? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's like, 
it's like these are just two concepts, but they have significance, enough significance. They're believed to be real and believed to have potency to the point that it's creating you. It, it's, but it's an energetic thing, or not? Um, or is that... There's some story. There's some story around power. There's something there. There's some, something about... Something that ignites uh, a reality field, obviously. Because... Are you afraid of power? What, what is it? What are you afraid of around power? I mean, I'd have to look at that. Yeah. I, the first thing is, well, it, it also it goes to approval. I'm afraid people wouldn't like me. Okay. You know, okay. Okay. Give them permission not to like you. I could do it. I could give it a go. You could. You could. I could. Yeah. yeah. This is all story, though, isn't it? It is. It's all it's, story. It is all story. Of yeah. course it is. But if that's what's making the Tom character still feel <coughs> that Fair. that you're him, yeah, yeah. yeah. then uh, then what's the fastest way? Let's get into the freaking story and pull apart that story. Yeah. If that's what's making this seem real, that's where we do. That's where we go. This is the ledge. I know we talked about ledge. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. You have a plug in here, you know. Yeah. There's, there's fuel, there's fuel around, you know, uh, people liking you and the connection to power and powerlessness. There's something here. There's some little bit of something here that needs unpacking. It needs to be demystified and set yourself free from it because it's solidifying the ego. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So, next step. Diving in, I'm not sure what would be the, a step to do. Just, I, I hate to make it false. In other words, yeah. like, go over the power, listen to Okay. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Right. If it arises, look at it. All right. Okay. So, the one that seems to be more up at the top then is that you're afraid that people won't like you. It is. All right. I think so. Okay. Then that's the hot one right now. Yeah. Then that's what we go with. So, check out. Okay. Let's say then the next decision I make it work, nobody's going to like me for it. Okay, what is so damned awful about that? What is wrong with that? I just did that last night. Okay. <laughs> and what's just wrong a little, with that? Yeah. little email, I just tweak somebody. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's so awful about being unpopular, about being the bad guy? What's... Why can't that happen? Why isn't that just another way of being? Why is that like, ooh, to be avoided? Don't know. Well, I, actually, I see that the willingness to be unpar- unpopular is more powerful than being Mr. Nice Guy. Uh-huh. Not that I am Mr. Nice Guy. I can be a little jerk, but if I really need to. But, yeah. Um, I feel bad afterwards. <laughs> Allow yourself to be a jerk. You know. Yeah. I mean, if I need to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Sure. You know. Okay. If you die out, when it dies out, but if we're feeling bad about it, we're keeping it alive. Whereas if you allow it freedom to express itself and not be judged, it'll die off. But your linked power there, it's funny, you linked it back in again. If, 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 if I'm alright being the guy who's not nice, you feel you have power. What did you say? It's a powerful position if you're not the popular guy. 
see if this works. Is that I see powerful people like presidents, you know, yeah. Ronald Reagan, they can make a lot of people unhappy yeah. and they're not bothered by it. They're not bothered by it. They're still power. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, so it's, there yeah. must be some inherent inability to withstand all that. Yes. Or to, that yes. may not be the right word, just to yes. let it go. Yes. So that's the link, I think. That's, yeah. That's yeah, you've got to trace that map. See yeah. how you've been connected together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if, if consciousness needs to move a behavior through you where you are a total jerk, complete jerk, allow it. Allow it. Let the consequences be the responsibility of consciousness. The surrender is, that, is at that level. No matter how unpopular the movement goes through you. I, I think that the movement comes, it's what happens afterwards. It's the criticism, the judgment, oh my gosh, what? And what are you doing that for? That, well, that's what happens. You know, that's the, yes. the, um, the energy that's arising after that. That's the story that's coming after that. Okay, but, but that creates the character, because the character Correct. now is, is validating Correct. and invalidating his behavior, and so Correct. he's real. Correct. So then it's really more of the criticism. They say, oh, watching that arises in art. Uh, Chill. Uh, yeah, no? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so the pattern of keeping yourself in check, or what, what is the juice in the self-criticism? That's that post-event analysis, which gives you a hard time. What's the juice in that for you? If that were to stop? Well, it sucks, first of all, just to have it. Yes. You know? Yes. So, to stop it would be quiet. Sure. Okay, but what would you lose? Because you're doing this for a reason. The ego is doing this yeah. for a reason. It's getting something out of it. Nothing's coming up that I don't want to just, yeah, I want to feel it. Yeah. Nothing spontaneous is arising. Okay. I mean, I can make stuff out of it. Yeah, no, 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 don't do that. No, no, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pain that comes out. That's, yeah. Yeah, a lot of pain is coming out. Yeah. Pain, fear. Yeah. Where did you feel that pain first? Okay. And the first time in your life? Image comes in as a young boy. Okay. A three, four year old. Okay. All right. <laughs> it might be worth looking at that incident. Yeah. Because it seems like that could be where you learned that that's the appropriate response that <coughs> self analysis and that self criticism. You must have learned that's the way to behave. Because this is, there's no logical reason for it. You know there's no logic. It's all, okay, therefore it's a habit. It's a habit. I'm getting some hits here. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting some hits. Good. And you notice, is that I find my body position. I've been doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah Covering it over, protecting it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although I did break my shoulder, it's just naturally easy way for it to rest. So. How convenient. <laughs> but how convenient. How convenient. Yeah, it allows your hand to cover it to protect yeah. the center that gets the hit. Yeah, really. That's just a habit to be broken, huh? Yeah. Oh, it is definitely. So it's a... Yeah, and the, the house of cards might start falling down then, you know? Yeah. Because if you go after that habit and nip that habit, let's see how power... It, it might just have fallen down as well. Sure. As a result. Sure. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that could help a lot. Hmm. I have a song for you, but I don't sing it. But you have a song and you don't sing it? I mean. No, I can't. There's, there's a reason I don't sing it. <laughs> <laughs> so how is this song going to be heard? Well, it's on my iPhone. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, okay. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot totally. No, you're fine, of course. It's my own. Well, um, I'm surprised I raised my hand, so. <laughs> but because uh, I have a lot of fear around public speaking or... Well, well done. The body came up here and it yes, wasn't... Here. Has that. So I don't know if I've even formulated a question, but so many aspects of so many people seem to be, you know, are very familiar. Great. And, um, when you were talking about soul retrieval, that was something that was interesting to me because it seems like I've been sort of doing that piecemeal uh, over the years, you know, trying to fill in the holes, it seems like, and um, also the idea of, you know, taking an energy or becoming that out there, you know, I did that for most of my life, so I, I don't know exactly where to go with this, but I thought you could give me a, a take and uh, some help with, you know, to, to blast some circuits or... Sure. Okay, great. So, 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 what's going on for you now? What, what have you seen? What have you? What do you still believe to be true? What's well, I don't know if I absolutely believe any of it. Um, I do react to things, but less so than you know. A lot of that, a lot of my reactive self is because I'm more removed and I'm more observing and. Um, so I'm not sure. I just know that um, what's come up for me lately. I mean, I've done hundreds of satsangs and you know done all that, and I stopped doing that for for a while. Yeah. And um, it, and so then I came more in contact with these parts that were like were quite you know just the yes. standard mundane things that you need to deal with it, uh, yes. you know, because you're kind of out here when you're doing the, the meditation or the satsangs. And, yes. And so there was just these parts that weren't quite, hadn't quite come together. Yes. And noticing them more, you know. Yes. 
And, um, is that still the case? Is there still a sense of pulling, tidying things up? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, that's how I looked at you like someone comes and sweeps up yeah. <laughs> the pieces, you yeah. know, or the crumbs or whatever that are left over. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. So, okay. Do you have outstanding desires, phenomenal things that you'd like to do in life? I don't think I do. You don't think you do? Well, it's more, you know, if I, if I had anything, it would be like for my grandkids to do this or that, or, you know. Do you more. have those desires or not? Is yeah, yeah. Yes, no, well, no. probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. I do, because I'm attached, you know. So, I have desires for my family to be happy and healthy, you know. Like Can you drop those desires? I think I've been dropping because they're totally ignoring me. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And give them the autonomy to have their own destiny. Right, right. Independent right. to your input. Right. Their yeah, destiny. I feel like I'm just annoying them, rightfully so, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Well, when something becomes dysfunctional for you, it usually becomes dysfunctional for the other person. Right, right. You know, so... Yeah, I, I see that. I see that more and more. Yeah, good. That helper is kind of dying off. Good, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, so, so it would be good to kind of have the intention of my kids, my grandkids, bless them on their journey, but that's their journey. It has nothing to do with me at all. That helps with the detachment. Right. Because... To really see that that's the case. Yes, that is the right, case. Right, it has right, nothing to do with you, but right. your mind will use any story at all, right. and you think it's concern and it's love, but it's not. It's right. your desire being right, right. vomited on top of this. Exactly. I've seen that. I've seen that. You know? Yeah. So. You know. Detach from your kids. Detach Right. Happy. Right. And if you do, we're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, some things have happened, well, one thing in particular happened, it was kind of radical with my grandson. And, uh, oh my gosh, I was so pulled into that. I mean, it took like a year and a half, and it was like a whole year and a half, it was just so much anxiety. So I do get kind of like an anxious reaction when something's going on. And so, anyway, then, you know. And why does that happen? that you worry, that you get anxious? Um, I, I'm not sure, but it might be that I could do something and, or I didn't do something. I'm not sure, I haven't thought that through, but I've always had a lot of anxiety as yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. see it in your energy field. Right. <laughs> so, yes. it, it's dissipating to some degree. I don't get it, like it's almost constant. Okay. Like the, yeah. You know, so. Can you shift from, from, from that center that's kind of ready and prepared to respond oh, right, right, okay. to like something that's a bit more chilled? Can you yeah. pull back from that awareness of the world and on being on alert mm -hmm. to like something that's just passive? Well, I've been looking at that. The, do I really need, what am I doing? You know, what, what are you doing? Yeah, well, you know. To be constantly on yes. alert for some danger yes. is like what I'm doing. So I have been looking at that and I think I am pulling back. But now that you've mentioned it, I'm really watching it. I think make it a spiritual practice. Okay. Because 
it's the, the anxiety when you started to mention it. It's like, whoa, there it is. It's it's very potent to make you force your attention out to the world, and then you're out, and then it's real, and then it's important, and then you've got to do something, and you are there then. Right, and you do find things once you have that anxiety. Of course, you do find things. Of course, of course, because yeah, because the mind will find evidence, you know, to support this because it maintains the I story, and your role, and, and the importance of what's only just you're making it up as you go along, actually, you know. Yeah, we're only no, making it up. That's what we're doing, you know. So the ego then will run a story saying, oh my God, you'd just be useless, you won't help anybody, you'll be, what's the point of being alive? It'll, it'll run some old story like this. So just ignore it, you know, because, because when change comes and the ego is under threat, it's going to give you a gazillion reasons, guilt, any emotion at all, to justify re-establishing the old pattern. Don't believe it. Say, yep, yeah, I was wrong about this. That's fine, that's just mind giving me reasons. Try to reconnect the old status quo. Not interested. And stay relaxed and behind. It's funny, sitting here with you, it, it does feel so unreal, you know? The, it is. Yeah, it, I mean, there's really a sense of how made up and, you know, constant protection mode or, you know, yes. whatever. Yes. Yeah. on for so many years. One time I had a, a realization that I was creating the thing that needed, you know, I was creating this whole situation to be, to protect myself from, and I couldn't stop laughing for, oh, at least an hour. Yes. It, was, it was like this guttural laugh that it was so absurd, but yes. so I guess, you know, it's just more of the same. It is. This is the, like a more refined one because it's yeah. like it's kind of always there on standby mm -hmm. and you're setting this up because you imagine that the world isn't safe right. or that you're needed or you have some belief in there somewhere that the ego is using to keep itself alive. Pardon? A few probably. Yeah, probably a little cocktail. Right. Yeah, just to keep the ego alive, just right. to keep the your role, your position alive, you know? Well, I guess it does make you feel like you exist when you have some kind of yeah, yeah, I guess a contribution like, thing, you know, right. a role or something. Right, like right. So, yeah, you'll have to look at that, you know, that whole idea of non-existence. I think that's probably what is at the bottom of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But on a practical okay. level, rewire your system so that your viewing point is not in from the anxiety platform, mm -hmm. because then everything is real and there's problems and there's the world to be engaged with. Pull that back. From there, you'd be in a better position to say, okay, so my existence isn't so prominent anymore. Hmm, I wonder if the whole thing is a bit of a fallacy. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can start. Right, right. But it'll automatically be turned down. The idea of existence will be turned down in volume once mm -hmm. you crack the anxiety. Right. And so from there, it's easier then mm -hmm. to start pulling apart existence. Right. Well, it's toned down a lot from, yeah. you know, Yeah, you've done that. a lot of work, yeah. yeah. But it's still, it pop, it like in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. Yeah. mainly, it's, yeah. you know, start scanning your family to make, see if everyone's, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just, yeah, it's a waste of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
better use of time. Exactly. Yes, because it's the only thing it's doing. It's not helping them at all, you know. Right. The only thing it's doing is keeping the eye alive. Right. You know. Do you want to do that? No, no, that's not needed. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much. Sure. Play with this. Play with that, yeah, do. Yeah. And, and be serious about it, because this energy right. would be very subtle. This would be running, and you won't even see that it's running. Okay. It's really subtle one. It's like it's, it's like... It's like it's been your automatic MO, this low-grade anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's just, just there on standby all the time, and that's got to be sniffed off. Okay, thank you. Appreciate sure. it. Thanks sure. for being here. Okay, well, thank you for the invitation. Thank you, Paula. Do you want have lunch first? Well, we have... I don't mind. Do you need, do you, are you bursting with something? Yeah. You okay? Okay, do you want to do lunch? What time is it? Sure. It's 10 before 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's take a break.